subscribe to Dragon Ball Super Dope, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, must be unleashed. Please rate and subscribe, all that fun shit. Big show today, kind of a big show. Make sure you listen to us. Fucking Dragon Ball Super Dope. Let's fly high. Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope episode, I guess 77. I had somebody ask the other day, they're like, yo, your episodes are fucking numbered mad confusingly. Confusingly? That's a word, right? Uh, yeah, your episodes are all fucked up. What's the deal? Where do I start? So, basically, the rule of thumb is um, start with the most recent one. If this is your first episode listening to Dragon Ball Super Dope, welcome. If you're returning, you know I fucking love you. Uh, basically, just listen to him, you know, most recently released. Uh, we talk a lot about Dragon Ball news, primarily, so uh, we also do episode reviews. So episode reviews kind of dictate what number episode I'm talking about. It's like search engine optimization shit or something. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So we're going to be talking about episode 77 of the dub today i don't remember the name of it it's about xeno um xeno's bored goku's bored those two get bored together bad fucking news so we're gonna talk about that but before we get there (laughs) next week's an off week all right so labor day weekend next weekend uh no new episode of the dub we're still gonna make an episode of super dope uh, because we've got a big announcement coming next weekend. Uh, something we've been working on for the last, uh, eh, however fucking long. Working on it for a bit. A lot of effort and time has gone into it. So uh, with that being said, we've got a big announcement next week that I hope you will check back for. So we've got the big announcement next week. Uh, we also did put up the event information for the uh, live Super Dope discussion that we're going to do in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, Dragon Ball Super Dope, September 17th. It's a Monday. Who the fuck goes out on a Monday? That's all I've been thinking about. Like, who really goes out to a bar to drink on a Monday? Let alone go see some nerdy-ass podcast performing live on a stage. A lot of the hardcores have reached out since I put up the event information on Facebook, and they've been like, yo, I'm gonna catch a flight. I'm gonna get a train. Hey, if you do. That's cool, man. I got some tickets for you to go see the screening in Providence. All right. If you guys, if any of you guys really fucking come here to hang out with us live in person, I'd buy you a beer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got movie tickets for the Providence screening. So that goes for anybody else who might be finding the show who's local to Providence. Message me on Facebook. Tell me that you're local. Tell me you don't have tickets yet. And say, hey, motherfucker. Quote. All right. Hey, motherfucker. I want them tickets. If you're in Providence, man, I got two tickets for you. That's all you got to do. You know, obviously do the other shit like rate and subscribe and all that fun stuff. But yeah, write me a message. Hey, motherfucker, I want those tickets. And we can arrange for that if you're in the Providence area. Um, So if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, September 17th, askew in Providence. uh, 150 Chestnut Street. I've been saying Pine Street like a douche for like two fucking months. God, fuck me, man. So 
150 Pine Sh- Fuck, see, there it goes again. 150 Chestnut Street in Providence, askew. So I learned that, um, I thought it was like askew because like, you know, it's kind of like a hip place and, you know, kind of, but like, no, like literally their whole menu, I guess, is served on sticks. So if you like your food on sticks, come to askew September 17th. Show's going to start uh, probably around like 9, 930. Um you know, after the movie screenings let out, uh, 7 o'clock screenings at the local theaters, uh, go check out Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan locally. That would be super dope. But we do have a special uh, episode coming up later this week. Uh, me and Mike Norm started uh, a Q&A last week. All listeners submitted questions, and we got some really fun, funny questions. We got some real Dragon Ball questions, too, which was dope. Uh, we, we talked about, you know, some Dragon Ball stuff, but it was a lot of silly shit. Um what was it like subs versus sandwiches? I pick sandwiches. What do old lady titties feel like? Uh, what do I think about Broly? If you want to hear me fucking have a meltdown, I think I'd do it there. Maybe I avoided the meltdown. What whatever the hell I did. Um, my point is we talked about doing an extra episode once a month, a QA uh segment, and uh all listeners submitted questions and you know, just like an extra way to, you know, hang out and you know, continue to build community like we want to do. Um, so the special episode this week, it will be a Q and a, but we are going to have a very special guest on the show this week. It's a surprise. I'm not telling you who the fuck it is, but I'm pumped to have this person on the show. And, uh, as part of this person coming on the show, I too will make an appearance, uh, elsewhere in terms of Dragon Ball content, Dragon Ball media, whatever the fuck you want to call what it is that we do. Um, so yeah, we have a special guest on super dope this week and I'll be making a special appearance somewhere else. Watch for that information to drop midweek. I think we're talking about dropping it on either Thursday or Friday. So cool way to cap off the week in a super dope fashion. I got to stop saying stupid shit like that. Um, what else? I think that's it in terms of announcements. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so let's talk about episode 77, the one where Goku's bored as fuck, so he goes and endangers the entire universe because he really ain't got nothing better else to do. We're going to come to it, you know, in the conversation throughout my my notes here. Uh, Goku's kind of a real piece of shit, right? <laughs> like, what a dick, dude. Um, Goku really shows off some of his more, um, what's the word? non-desirable qualities in a person kind of shows that he's a little short-sighted, maybe a little arrogant, maybe a little stupid as hell. So much to the point that the gods are telling him that freely. Hey, idiot. What the hell? So episode opens up and Zeno is, uh, Zeno's plural. Cause there's two of them now hanging out, flicking planets at other planets and erasing planets. Fucked up. Anyway, that's when you see Goku. I kind of like Goku in his farmer's outfit. Is that weird? I feel weird saying it. I think he looks dapper as hell. Looks like he's actually, you know, putting in a hard day's work instead of fucking kicking it around at the fucking dojo. Kami Senen's Island and shit. Anyway. He's off to the market. He's trying to sell his crops and shit. He's like, hey, what's up? Pops. Both in the sub and the dub calls him Pops. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, hey, Pops, because like Goku's probably like that dude's age, but calls everybody Pops. He just assumes everybody's older than him. I think that speaks to the naivete of uh, 
what Goku's character looks like. So Goku sells off his crops because apparently Goku's a really good fucking farmer. I don't know who saw that coming. If you could picture Goku in a botany class, props to you. Um, for whatever reason, he sells really desirable crops. This merchant at the market is super amped to see him. He's like, yo, I sold the shit out of your stuff before. Please give me all that you have. And he's just real happy that now he's going to make some money. Chi-Chi will get off his GD back and he can go train and make up for some lost time. Because I'm going to assume the harvest didn't grow overnight, right? So get some money, runs home, and he's like, yo, Goteng, what up, man? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I got to go train. You want to go train? We're going to go to Weiss's Planet and train. In that moment, I'm like, oh, shit. When I first watched it, not tonight during the dub, because, you know, I've watched this episode several times over. When I first watched it, when it first aired, I'm like, yo, Goku's taking Goten somewhere? This is where Goten fucking steps it up. No. Big old cock tease. So Chi-Chi's like, hey, uh, don't do that. Train your head, not your body. You're going to break your arm, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, Chi-Chi, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you know. Like, you must know. I know that they hid it from you at the time, but, like, you know that Gohan saved the world from Cell. What did you have done if Goku hadn't have taken that little 12-year-old boy into the room of space and time and, like, had him go Super Saiyan and, you know, buck wild and defeat Cell? What would you have done? Oh, you would have died? Perhaps you should be a little grateful for the wisdom that your fucking husband is trying to impart on your children. It has turned out to be useful on more than one occasion. Gotta chill. Gotta chill on Chi-Chi. My bad. Whew. Anyway, she's like, where you going, knucklehead? And they sneak out. Big, big shock. Yo, I fucking forgot about the whole Goku gets robbed thing. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Goku gets robbed. Yep, he's coming back with his money. And somebody's like broken down in the desert. And they're like, hey, help. And Goku hops out. And he's like, yeah, let me just pull your car back onto the side of the road. Goku probably should have been like, Man, this guy wasn't surprised at all that I just picked up his car by myself. Hmm. Maybe he's up to something. Before you know it, Goku's got the barrel of a gun pointed in his back. And he had a flashback to Resurrection of F and how he had a laser go through his back because he wasn't really paying attention. When I saw this gun the first time, I was like, Oh, Goku, you already proved you're susceptible to sneak bullet attacks, motherfucker. You better be okay with this. And what's he do? Great Saiyan man's the shit out of these robbers. They shoot lots of guns. He catches lots of bullets. He flicks a bullet back at somebody just hard enough to hit them in the forehead and knock them out. Great job, Goku. He actually goes on to flick another crony straight up, like, in the head. I used to do that to my little uh, brother and sister when I was a kid. I have two. I have four siblings, but my two older of the siblings, uh, they're 18 and 14, so, like, considerably younger than I am. Um... Uh, but when they were acting up, I was like, I can't hit this kid. So I'm just going to flick him in the arm real quick and be like, hey, little kid, stop being a dick. Goku did the same thing to that crony today. He's like, hey, get a job, you bums. One of my favorite uh, former Goku memes that I've got in my stash is, what the hell? Why don't you guys just get a real job? Whatever the hell that sub translates out to be. Usable as hell. Um, so, yeah. Goku's trying not to get his new car robbed that Bulma straight up gave to him. If I was as rich as Bulma, I would like to think I would be as, um, what's the word? How about lenient? I think if 
I was as rich as Balma, I'd like to believe that I would be just as lenient with my money. I'd be like, oh, what up, Mike Norm? You need a car? Here's a car. I'd be like, what's up, Brandon? You need to uh, fucking, I don't know, you need to like buy some sewing materials or like buy a historical cannon that you can go set off in your backyard. Here you go. I'd do all sorts of stupid shit if I had Balma money. I don't know if I'd do anything as nice as buy somebody a car. Did I just say that I would? I might have. So my point is, Bulma has bought this van that Goku uses for his farming work. And he's not trying to get it robbed. Especially by these fucking bums in the middle of the desert. So, what's he do? Great Saiyamans the shit out of them. Anyway, Goku goes home. That's when he goes and grabs Goten. He's like, we're gonna go train. Chi-Chi's like, no you're not. And he's like, shh. Sneak, sneak, sneak. And they take off. They... Contact Whis. I didn't realize that Goku had a button for Whis too. When I saw that today, I was like, oh yeah, huh? I guess I forgot. I don't know. Too much stuff in my brain. Or maybe my brain's just, you know, fried. So uh calls up Whis on his magical Whis button. He's like, Hey, what's up, Whis? I called you on the Whis button. You picked up. Thank you. Um, feeling a little rusty. Got jumped by some dudes in the desert today. And uh I need to fight. Will you train me? Cool. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I'll give you some, what the hell is it called? Daifuku. Have you, have you guys ever had Daifuku? I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I don't know. Either way. Whis is like, you ain't going to push that Daifuku shit on us again. Uh-uh. No, you did that once before. It was good, but something new. Please. Whis is like me. I just want something new from Dragon Ball. Whis just wants something new and delicious from Goku. Whis is me. Anyway, he's like, oh, what about the bean daifuku? That one's real good. And Whis is like, oh, shit, that sounds dope as hell. Now, the joke there uh, is that daifuku is made with beans. Made with beans. So, I don't know. I guess it's kind of funny how he pulls the wool over his eyes. And he's like, yo, da bean daifuku? I'm in. So, him and Goten go to the daifuku shop. I'm assuming it's like more like a bakery. Uh, they go to the bakery. They grab a bunch of... Uh, Daifuku, uh, bean, curd, uh, I don't, what the hell is it in American? I don't, an American, Jesus. What the hell is it in English? Anyway, who gives a crap? He's like, yo, Weiss, I got this Daifuku, meet me at Bulma's house in like an hour, and I can go train with you. So he shows up to Bulma's house with this Daifuku, and he's like, hey, uh, Bulma, what's up, man, Vegeta, see you around? And like, she comes in looking like fucking Professor X. <laughs> Like, straight up, dude. She's like, hey, Goku, uh, I'm floating on this machine. It's kind of like a wheelchair, but it's kind of not. It's kind of like a little car. I don't know. Either way, she's obviously not on permanent rest because she, she hops up out that thing to be like, Goku, what are you doing here? Did you bring me a shower gift? Props to the dub on this little scene. They worked in a really funny joke that I, I didn't catch in the sub that I watched, but... Uh, Bulma's like Goku did you bring me a shower gift Oh my god that's so unlike you And, and Goku looks at her and he's like Who's showering <laughs> I fucking The delivery from Shemmel on that one was so 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 funny Pilaf gang They're hanging out they're on call They're like yeah we're gonna help you get this baby out We are the midwives for some Reason um, But Goku and Bulma have this nice exchange Really one of my favorite exchanges between at least these two characters in this in this iteration um, of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, um, 
it's such a nice exchange to like have these two friends of 30 years just sitting there and being like, wow, so you're having a baby. Wow. So our kids are doing this and I'm going off to train and yeah, you know what I love. And she's like, I can't believe you brought me a gift. I'm just so happy to see you. You came to visit. Like it's a cool little, there's nothing like, you know, substantive there in terms of like really deep dialogue. It's just two old friends kind of shooting the shit on like a very minimal surface level. But, um, it's still cool to have those two characters have that moment, uh, especially knowing what happened to Hiromi Sudu later that year. I think this episode came out at the end of January of last year. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a little, a nice little scene. Um, that's when Bulma's like, hey, so I'm, I'm guessing that you came here to grab Vegeta to train, right? And piece of shit Goku. He's like, oh, yeah, Vegeta's here. Duh, why wouldn't I bring him to train? So Goku calls up Whis and he's like, hey, I'll bribe you with these pastries that I've already given you once, but I'm going to fool you into thinking I haven't given you at all. That's dickbag Goku move number one. Dickbag Goku move number two is he's like, yo, meet me at Bulma's house. Has no real intention or like real purpose in wanting to go see Bulma. Doesn't even know that she's pregnant, like super pregnant. So he hasn't talked to her in the better part of nine months. So... That's strike two to dickbag Goku. And then strike three, she's like, so you're going to take my husband with you? Eh. And Bulma seemed like she was like cool with him going, which I got to give credit to. I don't think that's talked about enough. Bulma was like, oh, you're going to take Vegeta? Hey, man, do what you got to do. And he goes off to speak to Vegeta about it. And Goku didn't even think to bring Vegeta in the first place. He's like, oh, yeah, good point, huh? That's strike number trace. Fool me once, shame on you. But fool me twice. That's strike three. Goku goes and talks to Vegeta. And this is another cool. Like, I don't know who the hell wrote the script for this. The dialogue between uh, some of the main characters today. The scene between Goku and Bulma. And then that scene between Goku and Vegeta. Um, I think they're two kind of underrated scenes. I feel like the Goku-Vegeta one is quoted pretty frequently. Just because it's pretty funny. I really dig that this, uh, this exchange was done in the dub so faithfully to the sub, but like also the Sabbath Shemmel twist on it. Again, uh, these guys have been playing the characters for you now 20 years. So it's almost like two old friends catching up there too, in the same way that, you know, hearing Goku and Bulma do it, I, either the sub or the dub. Um, but I, I feel like this is kind of a noteworthy scene, mainly because it, it lends to Vegeta's overall character development. Um, Goku goes to Vegeta and he's like, hey, what's up, man? You going to come? And Vegeta's like, nah, I, I can't this time. And, you know, he's still got his cocky, arrogant Vegeta too, to an extent. But, like, this is the first time I remember watching this episode and thinking to myself, this is the first time where these two are speaking on screen as, as like, real friends. Straight-up friends. They're not rivals. They're not... um you know, basically working together for the greater good, but secretly hate each other. Like this is Goku and Vegeta as friends. I thought it was really cool and really touching to see this scene. And it lends to the development of Vegeta, of Vegeta, not just because of the friendship with Goku, but because of his commitment to his wife. Like my wife's pregnant. She's going to have this baby any day. I can't take, what are you fucking stupid? I can't do that. Uh, really shows the turnaround. I mean, if you think back to, first appearance of Vegeta, you know, and he fucking kills Nappa for fucking up. 
And now you see Vegeta on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And he's had moments along the way, obviously, that, you know, have suggested that he's a family man and he's had a changed heart. But this is the one where he makes no real fronts about it. And he's like, no, I even so Weiss, when we shows up, you know, a few seconds later after this conversation starts, even so Weiss, he's like, no, I can't. I'm not an asshole. I need to be with my wife. No, because Weiss is kind of like, oh. You, your wife's having a baby. What does that have to do with you? <laughs> he has the same stance as Goku. So uh, I think this is like a really cool moment for Vegeta. And, you know, people fucking bust on me for being a Vegeta fanboy all the time. But say what you will, Vegeta is probably, probably, Vegeta is definitely the most overall developed character when it comes to overall story arcs in Dragon Ball. I mean, Goku's very one note. You could say that Piccolo's got a great arc, but he hasn't been relevant in a very long time. Vegeta's managed to stay relevant since the time that he appeared, and he's done a complete 180 on the first appearance as to where he is now. So um, this moment really encapsulates that for me. So Goku talks a little bit of shit on his way out to Vegeta, basically saying, hey, don't blame me when I come back stronger than you. Vegeta's like, yeah, we'll see, motherfucker. We'll see. So he goes back to the planet, and he's fighting with Whis, and Beerus is kind of calling out Goku for being, like, not as fierce as he was in combat. He's like, what the hell, man? You haven't been fighting a lot. You're nowhere near the level. You know, you if you want to be on the level of a, of a god of destruction, you're going to have to step your game up a little bit more than that. And in this fight with Whis, it's really cool. Like, Goku's in his base, and then Whis throws this huge blast at him, and Goku powers up to Super Saiyan. Karate chops that shit right out the way. Pow! And then he's like, oh, fight. I need to fight more. And then he remembers the conversation with Zenny, which I don't like that they're calling him Zenny in the dub. The reason I don't like it, I understand that they're spelling Zenny with an X. X-E-N-I. Zenny instead of Zeno or the Omni King. I get it. Goku can't call him Zenchan in fucking English. But still don't like Zenny only because that's the currency in the Dragon Ball world, except with a Z. So, eh, I don't really like calling God money. Or maybe that's Funimation's intent. Do-do-do-do. Anyway, he decides, it's time for me to go ask Zenny about this tournament that they were talking about, this universal tournament. Beerus tries to talk him out of it. Leave this dude alone. He's reckless. He's a he's naive child, but he can destroy all of us. Don't be a dope. And Goku's like, nah, he's cool. Don't worry about it. I got this. And he takes out the button to call him. He's like, if I press this side, which I didn't remember this either, that there was it's a two-sided button. But if I press this side, I'll go to him. If I press this other side, he'll come to us. And Beerus and Whis are like, don't do it, you idiot. Don't be that guy right now. We are begging you, do not be that guy. So what's Goku do? He's like, mm, I'm a flip for it. And he flips the button up in the air. So you think, psych, never left his hand. Whis and Beerus look up. They're like, where'd that button go? Whis, the angel of universe seven and the god of destruction of universe seven. To probably the two most accomplished martial artists in all of the universe. They got duped by Goku fake flipping a button. Yep. Sounds about right. So what's Goku do? He's like, peace. And he goes to Zeno. 
and the Grand Minister, they're calling him in the dub. I haven't watched the uh, the dub from Universe 6, Universe 7 tournament, so I, I was not aware they were calling him Grand Minister until today. <laughs> I think that's really funny. But, like, imagine calling him Grand Priest, especially with all the, the priest scandals going on in the country. They'd be like, you're the Grand Priest. You molest the most kids. Grandly. Anyway, he goes to them. And he's like, yo, what's up, Saiyan? What you need? Oh, you here to see Zenny? All right, let me show you in. And he walks in, and he immediately starts talking shit to these two Omni Kings. And he's like, what's up? Remember that tournament you talked about? It's kind of been taking a long time. What's the deal? You going to do it? You going to do it? You should do it. I'm bored. And they're like, one of them's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. So current Zeno knows about it because he's the one that Goku originally met, talked with Goku about this tournament in the first place. Future Zeno has no idea what a tournament even is. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't remember that. Uh, but I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Seeing as future Zeno comes from the timeline where Zamasu destroyed all of the Kais and all of the universes. So that way the gods of destruction would be destroyed or... Not destroyed, but they would die because they are one and the same. They have that Kami Piccolo kind of relationship, the Kais and the and the God of Destruction, uh, the Hakaishin. And then the Angel would by default be deactivated. So it makes sense that the future Zeno comes from a timeline where he's never had one of these universal tournaments. Maybe. I mean, maybe in the whatever, 25, 30 years that future Trunks been alive, he's never had one. But I don't know. He basically doesn't know what a tournament is. And that kind of sets up where we're going to go next week in episode 78 with the preliminary tournament. Because the future Zeno has got really no point of reference for what a tournament even looks like. Present Zeno continues to try to tell him. It's really cool. It's really exciting. It's going to be better than this fucking stupid board game stuff that we're doing. And by the by, uh, one of the Zenos accidentally gets so excited about this tournament, he kicks over the board game that they started off the episode with. And a bunch, and by a bunch, I mean all, all of the planets just disintegrate into nothing. Which universe got erased because of Zeno's clumsiness? Which one was it? I don't know. Curious, though. Very curious. One of the six. So, huh. Whatever. Um, That's episode 77 for this week. Next week, we'll get to see... uh, a little bit of preliminary action. That'll be fun. Can you guys believe that I have a fucking note? I have three pages of notes today and a checklist. Some people think that I'm rather erratic. And, well, that's not entirely fucking false. Sometimes I'm organized. Moving on to the news segment. So we kind of had like a, a couple of interesting tidbits come out this week. But in all honesty, nothing super substantive. So uh, what's what? What should we got? Um... We did have a new bit of footage leak, not leak, but uh, come out yesterday. It was aired during a commercial uh, for the One Piece special episode that was aired. I think it was two days ago now. Um, And it's basically just a new five seconds that we haven't seen yet of Goku and Broly punching each other in the face. Super Saiyan Goku's in uh, Super Saiyan Goku. Super Saiyan Blue Goku uh, is fighting a base Broly. So by base, we mean um, not Super Saiyan. So maybe he's all jacked up with that spiky hairdo. We don't know yet. Um, Nothing really too dramatic about it. It's just a little bit more of the same. And 
you know, everybody's reporting that it's it's definitely raw, it's unfinished, it's not the final product from the movie. They still have a lot of stuff to do on that. So um, still cool to see a, a little, I guess, a little bit more. I mean, if it didn't come out, I wouldn't have been upset. Um, also saw the first scans for character design, not character designs, but um, the first appearance of Super Saiyan God Vegeta in the movie. It's like a side profile shot of uh, him in the red form. Uh, so we did see that. Uh, also came out this week uh, through some director's notes that Kokono, it's the little yellow-headed sorbet-looking motherfucker who's going to be in this upcoming Broly movie. He is, in fact, the same character that appears in Dragon Ball Minus. So Toriyama's take on Bardock's origin, Dragon Ball Minus, manga only. Um, Kokono is in that manga, and he has survived all of these years uh, into you know, the current timeline. I don't understand how he wasn't linking up with Sorbet to keep the fucking Frieza army going while Frieza was dead for all those years or anything like that. Um, probably an oversight on Toriyama's part, whatever. Uh, but Kokono is, in fact, the same character from that. So I think that kind of almost has to definitely line up with the fact that they're going to be showing Bardock in this movie, I think. Um, we'll we'll see. But um, I imagine a good portion of this movie will take place in flashbacks, and uh, we will see some, some Planet Vegeta and... Uh, Definitely some Bardock. Hopefully we'll see young Vegeta. Maybe we'll see young, uh, probably see young Goku, but I'd like to see King Vegeta as well. Um, so that came out this week. Um, Shintani gave some design for some kind of spider monster that's going to be in the movie, like in the beginning of the movie. I don't imagine our heroes are going to be risking life and limb against some kind of spider monster. Um, uh, I imagine it's just Dragon Ball's known for, and I've been watching a lot of OG Dragon Ball lately. And, um, uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, old Dragon Ball lately. And like, one of my favorite things about the first Dragon Ball series is all of the random creatures that you've got. You have that pterodactyl who speaks English. He tries to, you know, kidnap English, speaks <laughs> to humans and tries to kidnap Boma. Uh, all the dinosaurs, all these, you know, you got a fucking dog for king of the world. Um, there's all these random creatures throughout Dragon Ball. And maybe this is uh, Shintani trying to put a, you know, his own little like Toriyama-esque character creature design into the movie. Wouldn't put too much stock into this spider thing. Um, that's kind of it in terms of new info for the movie, but some came out this week that made the rounds on social media that I did want to address. And the reason I want to address it is because I myself am three quarters Portuguese. Uh, my family is from the Azores, um, both sides. Um, you know, my dad's side, uh, half is from the Azores. His mother's family is from the Azores. Uh, his grandfather's from fucking Minnesota. So, like, I don't really know any of that family or any of that piece of the heritage. But my mom is... Uh, my mom's an immigrant, a legal immigrant. Um, she came to this country when she was four years old. So she came from the Azores. That makes me, by default, Portuguese. I grew up in a house speaking Portuguese, living in a fucking sala with my grandparents, uh, watching Portuguese TV on a regular basis. 
you'd never guess that, right? Um, all things considered, I feel like I kind of came out decent enough from an experience like that, or as decent as you could expect. Um, anyway, the reason I give you this background on my whole Portuguese heritage is because the voice actor for the Dragon Ball Super dub, okay, um, he's the voice of Goku. What's this motherfucker's name? Enrique Feist. Feist. I said that like a French person right now or an Italian person. I don't know how you'd say this. Um, now, to be fair, I'm pretty sure. And I'd have to look. You think I would have looked, right? Um, I think that the dubs are actually done in Brazil. So I think Enrique Feist here, whatever the hell his name is, I think he's actually Brazilian, which is different than Portuguese people. Uh, but they do speak Portuguese in Brazil. So I'm not sure. If you guys know, let me know. Let me, you know, correct myself here. But he had some comments about the Japanese, like the fucking source material. What the hell is wrong? Do not bite the hand that feeds you, you silly. I'll call him Portuguese. All right, just for the sake of like, uh, you know, belittling myself and my own people. You stupid Portuguese motherfucker. Do not bite the hand that feeds you. This is the source material without which you do not have a job. What possessed you to make these fucking comments, dude? Do you have a PR person? If not, you should consider getting one. You about as off the rails as I am, you stupid son of a bitch. Uh, this is his, uh, yeah, Portuguese. This is uh, the translation from Ken Zyro, who every once in a while pretends that I'm a person on Twitter. I love you, Ken Zyro. Uh, Ken Zyro with the translation. Um, again, Henrique Feist. Guys, as a dub voice actor for the show Dragon Ball, Again, these comments are about the Japanese version of the show. Guys, as a dub voice actor for the show Dragon Ball, there is something that I can no longer keep quiet about. I am sick and tired of hearing that the Japanese version is better with like 18 explanation points. Uh, I respect all opinions as long as they are believable and not baseless. You are either watching a different show that I don't know or you barely understand the show, if at all. Dude, this guy's a dick. Do you have any idea how long it takes to dub an episode because of the fucking Japanese? He said fucking, not me. Wow, language. Um, Have you realized how badly dubbed it is? Have you realized that most of the time the sentences aren't even synced up with the animation of the characters? This guy's got lots of questions. Have you noticed that sometimes the line is short? but the characters' mouths keep opening and closing without anything to say, or even vice versa. But, well, if you notice that, and even continue to say that it is better, keep the Japs all you want. What the fuck, dude? Keep the Japs all you want, because I will stick with my fellow Portuguese voice actors who at least have some pride in their work. All right, so that answers my question from earlier. Considering I read this, you know, a few days ago, I think I know... He's Portuguese. All right, not Brazilian. My apologies to the country of Brazil. Heard your places are wild. Your girls have big asses. I love you. Anyway, this dude's a Portuguese fucking arrogant cocksucker. Arrogant cocksucker. Um, keep the Japs all you want because I will stick with my fellow. Keep the Japs all you want. Like, even if you're going to go with a silly, baseless claim that's probably going to get you roasted in you know, most instances of, of public opinion, social media, otherwise, um, 
even if you're going to go that route and really make the proclamation that you feel that your work is better, that's fine if you feel that way. Be proud of yourself. Be proud of what you do. Have self-confidence. All that shit. Yeah, for sure. But if you're going to have that self-confidence, do not go out of your way to fucking deprecate the country of origin from which, oh yeah, by the way, gives you a fucking job with this anime. Shut the fuck up, Portugal. Jesus Christ. How fucking hard is that? Even if you feel that your product is superior, do not call them Japs if you want to stick with the Japs. You stupid motherfucker. You don't got to get racist about it. I don't know how uh, PC a country Portugal is these days. I haven't been there in almost 15 years. But is it is it like devolving into Trump land? I mean, I know that Brexit happened and that there is some overall uh, populist fucking ideas in in Europe going on right now, but is it to that point where they're like fucking Japs? Like, what the fuck? Anyways, that dude, Hermione's douchebag, or whatever the fuck his name was, Felicio fuckface. I forgot what his name was. I threw my phone in disgust at his Japs comment, but fuckface Horatio. Horatio fuckface. Whatever his name is, fuck that guy. Okay? Uh, it's going to do it for Super Dope this week. Uh, make sure you tune in for the special extra episode this week with our very special guest. I almost accidentally said who it was, but then I didn't. Whew. You're going to have to tune in and see. Look for that to drop on either Thursday or Friday. And then when that does drop, you'll hear me. Uh, I'll give you some more information on where you can hear me make another appearance. And uh, that's going to do it, man. Um, Big announcement next weekend. No episode because of the holiday weekend. Uh, no new dub, but there will be an episode of Super Dope. I think maybe Brandon will be by. If not, maybe Mike Norm. Maybe both of them. Who knows? Um, yeah, we'll have a big announcement next weekend. And uh, that's it, man. Super Dope. Do 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 do